special guest hosts boulderhill.net. His name is Eric. Eric, are you on the line? I'm here, guys. It's a pleasure to have you on and, and talk a little mask. I think part of the fact that it was small might have had appeal because if I was going somewhere with my mom or my dad, you know, I could hide Condor in my pocket. I couldn't really put Rhino or Thunderhawk in my pocket when I was, you know, a small child. Magnamore I've probably seen 50 times, maybe 100. I actually keep that episode out on my phone. Select the mask agents best suited for this mission. Jason G, DJ, movie writer, 80s guru, vehicle code name, Frontier. Wyatt B, sound engineer, movie writer, airman, vehicle code name, Dakota. Personnel approved. Assemble Mobile Armored Strike Command. Welcome, Mask fans, to MaskCast 19, where we will be talking with a special guest and reminiscing a little bit about Mask. But before we get into our interview, allow me to introduce ourselves. My name is Jason, and as always, I'm joined by my partner in crime, the Duke to my snake eyes, Wyatt. How are you tonight? Good, how are you? What's going on? I'm fine. I'm a little ticked that they uh, they actually moved the G.I. Joe 2 movie back. Did you hear about that? No, I hadn't heard at all. I'd, I've been trying to keep tabs on G.I. Joe, uh, but not, I haven't heard anything at all. Yeah, they... Uh, I don't know. I, I think they were a little intimidated by all the money that Avengers and Spider-Man and pretty soon uh, the Dark Knight will be bringing in and uh, they decided to move it back till I think next March something like that oh wow yeah um, and I, I think they blamed it on they wanted to convert it to 3D and I'm like well <laughs> most films nowadays are, you know come out and they have the 3D option and anyway I think they got a little flinchy and now all the Joe's fans out there are waiting for G.I. Joe 2 to come out but anyway um we appreciate everybody tuning in tonight. Our uh, our special guest hosts boulderhill.net. That's boulder-hill.net. His name is Eric. Eric, are you on the line? I'm here, guys. It's a pleasure to have you on and, and talk a little mask and uh, talk a little bit about boulderhill.net and everything you've been doing to kind of help promote mask and keep it alive. Um I guess my first question to you is, what are your memories of Mask as a kid? Oh, wow. Um, Mask was definitely my favorite show. You know, the one I always rented if I got to go to the video store. Um, And, you know, my favorite, of course, was to sit in front of the TV watching the episodes. And then if I had any of the toys in the episodes, I had to have those toys in front of me so I could do whatever they were doing on the show. That was that was that was my little kid like reenactment thing that I did there. Uh, so that was that's probably my early memories. The other early memory I have is that when I got Rhino, I think it was for Christmas one year. My younger brother proceeded to snap off and break the uh, the grill in about thirty seconds, and I was very unhappy with him. That's my other oh. mem- that's my other memory. 
my mom was uh, was good enough to get some crazy glue and put it back together. That's so the, the crisis was averted, but I was I was not a happy little uh, little boy at that time. Yeah, I don't think I'd be <laughs> happy either. Yeah. yeah, little brother would have been out the door. <laughs> well, it was it wasn't just one of the small ones. It was Rhino. It was one of the biggest mass toys you oh, could yeah. get out there. And this was back before any of the later lines had come out. So there was no Goliath or any of the other. This Rhino was the that was it. That was the coolest yeah. one you could have. Yep. It was like the holy grail of mask toys when it came out, yes. Yeah, pretty much. Mask vehicles each sold separately with action figures. Nothing can stop me. Switchblade attacks. Means out. Rhino retaliates. Sato creates a diversion. Rhino reveals its hidden firepower. Gotcha. Mask, where illusion is the ultimate weapon. Do you still have it? I don't know if I still have that exact one. I probably do. I my collection at this point, you know, I I got pretty, you know, active into recollecting the toys a few years ago, and I had some of my old collection, but a lot of it was broken or damaged or missing parts. So I don't really remember what all is original to me and what has been a, a new purchase, a new to me purchase, if you will. Gotcha. Do you have any favorite toys or maybe episodes of Mask growing up? Growing up, I don't know that I had any favorite episodes. Uh, I think that I was just excited every time it came on. It didn't really matter. I definitely had favorite toys. Um, to this day, my favorite is still Condor, even though it's one of the smallest and simplest of the toys. I think that uh, I think part of the fact that it was small might have had appeal because if I was going somewhere with my mom or my dad, you know, I could hide Condor in my pocket. I couldn't really put Rhino or Thunderhawk in my pocket when I was, you know, a small child. Um, and then yeah. on top of that, Condor's pilot, Brad Turner, is my favorite character. So between those two, uh, Condor has always been my favorite vehicle of the mask world. And then as far as favorite episodes, that was something that I definitely picked up more as I got older and I was able to track down episodes and make sure I'd seen all of them or whatever. Uh, my favorite episode, number one, is uh, the Magma Mole. It's the one where uh, the mass team happens to be in Japan and Venom happens right. to be in Japan. It's funny <laughs> how it always worked out that way. Matt's yeah, probably about 50% of the episodes are like that. Oh, hey, Venom's here. Right. The, the, the three- or five-man terrorist organization happens to pick the same remote city that you know, masks five team person goes to amazing every time. Uh, <laughs> that episode has always been really fun for me. I love that uh, you get to see a lot of characters using their masks in it. Um, one of them in particular, Buddy Hawks uses his mask at the end. His mask is like one of the most underused masks for a character who has quite a bit of screen time, mostly because I guess they just don't have that many instances where someone needs to walk through a wall. But in that one he does and then uh there's also a part where mass thinks they're fighting uh mayhem and switchblade and then it turns out to be vanessa warfield flying switchblade and it trips everybody out and i don't know why but i've always found that part kind of cool because it was a little different than the the normal formula that was in most mask episodes mayhem what's your game you're not fighting and you're not really running vanessa warfield What's going on here? Where in the world did rocks go? Earthquake? 
on earth is that? Say hello to Magma Mall. The other, my probably my number two runner-up episode is uh, Cold Fever. And that's the one where, for some reason, Bruce Sato is dog sledding around in Alaska. We never find out why, but it's masks, so that doesn't really matter. <laughs> uh, and he happens to run across a man, a sick man, wandering through the snow. We're not really sure why. Well, I guess we kind of find out why. And Bruce takes him back to civilization, but somehow manages to contract this crazy disease. And then Mask has to come in and save him. You say Bruce found this Eskimo man wandering around wearing almost no clothing? That's right. The cold should have killed him in minutes, but he didn't even have frostbite. He has a very unusual disease which raised his skin temperature. The disease is highly contagious. Mr. Sato has been exposed and must remain in quarantine. I understand, Dr. Morgan. How are you feeling, old-timer? Not great, Matt. I think I've got the bug. Sounds more like the bug's got you. How long is he going to be locked up? I wish I knew. This disease is caused by a mysterious microbe that could only exist in the tropics. The tropics? That's right. And we have no drug or serum to fight it. I'm afraid that your friend's condition is quite serious. Then who's his roommate? How did he get it? Nobody knows, Matt. He had no identification. And he's been in a coma ever since I... No! Leave me alone! Let me go! I... I'm Professor Urtuk. Men in masks. They took everything with a helicopter that turned into a jet plane. A helicopter that turns into a jet plane? I'm afraid he's delirious. I only wish he was. And it turns out, of course, Venom is the one trying to make people sick, and then their plan is to sell the, the antidote and make... $3 million or whatever Venom wanted back in the 80s to go live wherever. Yeah, we actually, uh, just the last episode, we were commenting on how early on, I think it started out at about $100 million, and this last one, the, uh, the Assault on Liberty, where they steal the Statue of Liberty. $4 million, right? Up, I think it's $3 billion. Yeah, $3 billion, yeah. Billion, yeah. So, uh, yeah, we're wondering if it's going to keep going up as the episodes progress. But It's possible that as each mission fails, you know, they've got more money invested in this terrorism thing. They need to recoup <laughs> previous losses. Well, that's true, because in the, uh, the last episode there, they pretty much lose every single Venom vehicle that's in the episode. That's so right. It can't be uh, too cheap to, you know, <laughs> build a switchblade again. <laughs> uh- I always wondered, you know, if you if you have the the manufacturing ability and the the genius technical ability to make these Venom vehicles, why do you need to steal like fifty million dollars? You could go sell these patents to China, and they're gonna they're <laughs> gonna set you up way better. <laughs> that's a good one. But, it's that's that's very true. Um, and going back on your uh, Condor point too, um, we had. Stated, I think, in one of our previous interviews, that Condor is usually the the toy that everybody could afford. It was kind of the starter mask toy for the line. That uh, the first one I think I owned, the first one that Wyatt owned was Condor. So we can relate as to how you know a lot of those. Well, the the vehicles pretty much start with Condor, and and your collecting starts there. So 
Thunder was one of my early ones, though my first one was Jackhammer. I don't know how it ended up being the one that I picked out, but it was my birthday, and my mom took me to the store, and she said, you know, okay, you can pick out a toy, and uh, I went home with Jackhammer, probably because it was like the top of the the price range that she was willing to purchase. <laughs> for me, it was that it was the biggest one that I was allowed to have. I'm sure I probably asked for Boulder Hill and Rhino, and she said, put them back. <laughs> So tell us, Eric, how uh, BoulderHill.net came along. Uh, you know, when did you start it? How you kind of got the inspiration to to get into it and, and all that good stuff? It kind of started and stopped uh, several times prior to when I launched the site. I launched the site in 2009, um, but for at least a couple years before that, I had wanted to do a uh, a website for my mask toys collection in general. Uh, I'd been inspired by some of the um, Transformers sites that a lot of people put up. And obviously the Transformers community is a lot bigger. So there's a lot more very skilled people making websites and whatever collection displays. But I thought I could put something together that would be at least somewhat interesting. And because there really are much fewer mask websites uh, out there, I thought it would be something that would also have some interest to people out there. Because I know that when I went looking back in 2006 or 2005, whenever I started really first looking for masks on the internet, I could find almost nothing. Uh, it's, you know, you found a few, you could find photos of some of the toys, uh, but they tended to be very haphazard and low resolution and that sort of thing. So I really want to put together something that was comprehensive and also had some level of quality to it. What kind of content can we find on your site, boulderhill.net? On my site, I try to mix in a little bit of everything. Uh, the main feature, the main focus is toys and merchandise from masks, collectible types of things. Uh, everything on the site, I photograph myself, uh, which means I also sadly own all of that crap, <laughs> but <laughs> I don't know that I call it crap, really. <laughs> well, it's a lot of stuff. I tell you what, there's a lot of, I'm referring more to the merchandise. Some of the merchandise is pure money-making garbage. Um, my, my particular favorite to draw attention to when I'm making that point is the flashlight. That flashlight actually I've had since I was about you know, three or four years old or however old I was when I got it. I've had it the whole time. Um, it's just a red flashlight with a sticker that says mask on it. There's absolutely no reason for it to be a mask flashlight. There's no reason that I would want to have it except that it has a sticker that says mask on it. And it, in theory, tells me how to use code. <laughs> yeah, I see that on this. I'm actually looking at it online now. and I Yeah, it looks like some kind of, you know, Morse code or something on the side. I'll tell you the last time that flashlight on it doesn't have a light bulb uh, but technically it's a mask item so i threw it up on there uh, the other stuff i try to put up there is things uh that i think are interesting to mask fans um i put up a lot of related stuff on the main page um links to other websites i have uh serial geek which you guys may be familiar with the 80s animation magazine that comes out once in a while and then I also yes. have, I have some media stuff on there. I try not to put up 
full episodes or anything. Uh, it's bandwidth, just kills bandwidth. And then the other things I have posted up on Boulder Hill are things that I try to put up that I think are maybe a little more unique and exciting. Like I said, I don't really want to put up episodes of the show. For one, I don't want to run into any legal troubles from stuff like that. Um, so I've got some media. I've got the uh, couple of audio tracks. A couple of people have done some remixed MP3s of the theme song. And then I've also got a copy of the original extended mask theme song, which is even more 80s if that was possible. It has like the weird <laughs> guitar solo, more synth. And things like that. I'm guessing that it was cut down because they said we can't have a three and a half minute long theme song. The kids will fall asleep before the episode starts. <laughs> but, I, I, when I found that, I thought that was the the most interesting thing to find. Really, for the longest time on your site was I never knew that there was a full length track yeah. of the theme song, and it just adds so much more to it if you listen to the whole. I think it's over three minutes at least. It's it's pretty um, long. Yeah. I thought that was very cool, and I know you've also got some uh, like fan art and and things like that too on your site. Yeah, I've had uh, I've been really lucky to find I've had both people come to me telling me that they've done stuff. I've actually just found things and you know requested from artists to put them up, and everyone's been really fantastic. They I don't think I've ever had anyone tell me don't put that up. They're all really excited to have their stuff up there, and it's a, uh, it's a great range from professional amateurs to amateur professionals to whatever. And you know, if you look through the site, you can see there's a lot of different styles. There's old artwork that includes a lot of the packaging artwork, which was some really nicely painted and illustrated work back in the day. Uh, especially when you compare it to a lot of the stuff done now, that's very simple kind of computer doesn't have that that full rich detail that the mask boxes have uh, and then there's stuff that's brand new um, I've put up the uh, images that Paul from swivel arms did the posters mm-hmm. he did of the masks for Matt and for miles and those are obviously beautiful posters they're fantastic yeah Wyatt and I were lucky enough to uh, to get our hands on a copy of each of those from uh, from Paul. And uh, he was our last guest on the show, and I just thought those were really impressive. And very glad that we uh, <laughs> he was able to uh, get us one of each of those. So I woke up very early in the morning to make sure I could purchase them when he put the the you know the ten copies or so. Yeah, I was once as soon as he put up that first picture on his website, I was I had been drooling over them. <laughs> I'm very fortunate that all of my friends, especially like anybody, any of my like internet savvy friends, they all know I'm very into mask and some, you know, they're, they're, they're a little bit nerdy like me too. But so if anything mask ever comes up, I've got this sort of loose knit ring of people who goes, Hey, Eric, have you seen this? And, you know, I get an instant message or an email with links to things and, uh, it makes it look like I'm much better at researching than I am. <laughs> Good to have friends like that, I tell you what. Absolutely. You've got some, I mean, there's just some great mass content on there. I mean, you've got some, uh, the mini comics. I think you've got all three mini comics up there. And yeah. uh, pretty much every figure. Um, it's likened to maybe only MattTracker.com where he's just 
kind of gone back through and and reposted the figures and well, he's, of course he's got the, he's got the message board too and and everything but he's using actually a lot of my photos for the figures I believe it is oh so okay that, yeah he asked uh, he contacted me and asked me if he could use them and I said you know the more the merrier um, let's get the information out there there's not that much there's just not that large of an active mass community besides my site. Matt Tracker and your Mask Movie site. In terms of active websites, there really aren't any any others. Unfortunately, yeah. uh, there's a couple of them um, that are out there that are that have some good content but have not been updated in a long time. The Albert Panello site, I guess that's how you say it, or Paneo. Yes. Uh, his website obviously has like every single toy, but you know if you go there, it only takes about five seconds to realize he hasn't updated his website in a few years. Definitely been a while since he's been on there, but I still use it to this day for basically just researching the toys. And it's so he's got a picture of it, you know, in both like modes and, you know, every little accessory and everything in the box, the picture of the box and everything. It's, it's pretty fantastic what he did, you know, four or five, whatever years ago when he put that up there. But. It's good to see that we got mask fans, you know, kind of joining forces to to kind of keep it alive. Yeah, um, he was one of the inspiration for the way I did my website, wanting to be very comprehensive uh, on the toys. I, I kind of looked at it and I said, you know, what is he doing that's so great? Why am I always checking out his site? Okay, let's take this. What can I do a little bit better? That was yeah. my that was a lot of my goal there. So what are some uh, maybe new features or do you got anything to you're planning to add to the site in the future? I do. Um, I'm still trying to complete my toy collection. Uh, there's a few I'm missing. Sadly, the number one toy that I've wanted for forever and have not been able to find the right one um, is Goliath. Um, I'm still on the lookout. I'm just really picky. I, I'm not looking for – it doesn't have to be brand new sealed in the box, but I do – try to buy them with the box because I put the boxes up on my website as well. Um, and Goliath is just, it's one of those ones that easily lost pieces or got broken and it's expensive. And some people ask a little bit more than I'm willing to pay. So I've been looking and looking for that. Uh, hopefully that will show up for me soon though. I was able to get recently the other pretty large vehicle and that was uh, outlaw for a pretty good price, and I got the box with it and everything. Uh, I photographed it, I did all the photographs, and then I realized I took the photographs at the wrong setting, and I had to throw them all out because they, they were all messed up. Uh, so I got to re-photograph Outlaw, but that's the next step for, or the next, the next update to my website. Do you collect any mask memorabilia besides... Um I guess you've got a, quite a collection already, but is there anything else that you're, uh, I guess, honed in on, or is it, is it just a broad everything? I don't really look for anything in particular. Uh, I obviously have a whole wide range of weird stuff on there. I just hit up eBay about once a week, and uh, I just go through everything that has mask in the tag. If you see something that looks cool and the price isn't totally outrageous, I'll put in a bid for it. Most of that stuff, you know, in the beginning I was really gung-ho and if I saw something I wanted, I would get into bidding wars with everybody. But as the years have gone by, I've realized that if I don't get something today, the 
item's probably going to show up either tomorrow or next week or something. There's this was toys, this was merchandise. They made hundreds, if not th- you know thousands, of each of these items. Uh, if there's one thing I'd like to get, it's probably the they put out like a, a masks par- uh, like party sets, uh, paper cups with Matt Tracker on them, and paper plates and napkins. They were meant for little kids to have a mask themed birthday party. Uh, and I had those one year. Obviously, they got, oh, nice. they got used and they got thrown out because they had birthday cake and little kids spit on them or whatever. So <laughs> I don't have them anymore, but there are. My mom does have some photographs of me sitting around the table with them, and I, I would like to pick those up. I just haven't uh, managed to snap them up yet. Well, I know it's not mask-related, but uh, I still have, to this day, some of the Dukes of Hazard napkins from my birthday party eons ago, it seems like anyway. Uh, and I kind of forget that I have them. Mm-hmm. And then I stumble upon them and they're just tucked away until a little memorabilia box. So it's, it's, you know, it's one of those niches that you think, you know, just it's trashed or it's gone. Uh, right. So I can, I, I can sympathize with you. It'd be an awesome addition to the collection to have uh, something from that collection. Eric, I actually have. Uh, I went in on a eBay auction, and uh, I won a, many sets of Transformers birthday invitations and also mask invi- uh, birthday party invitations. So I've put a couple back out there uh, to sell on eBay. So if you'd like the birthday party invitations before you get the birthday party gear, you can buy them from me. <laughs> Pick you up on that one, yeah. I just haven't looked for them recently. Uh, I think there were invitations, tablecloth, napkin, plates, and cups. I think it was those five items. Was the birthday set that I recall? Yeah, I've seen them on uh, eBay here and there. I don't think all together, but uh, they've occasionally showed up. I think I've seen out there recently uh, the bed sheets and curtains and all that as well. So I have yet mostly because i'm a little creeped out that someone was sleeping on those and you know a little kid might have wet the bed or something on them <laughs> right yeah i'm not i'm not prepared to go that far <laughs> with my collection at least yet but uh going back to the toys um one of the very unique things on your site that i have not seen uh on any other mask site is those the patents for the vehicles um where in the world did you get those <laughs> Yes, those are one of the uh, things that I'm most proud of, mostly because of the the work it took to do them. Uh, someone had found them on a website, might have been on Matt Tracker's forum, I don't remember, they had posted it up, and I said, you know, do you have any more of these? He said, no, I just have found this one. Um, Google has a patent, has a digital patent library that you can search through, and they have patents uh, up in PDF form. So I pretty much just, and the, they have, it, you can type in search fields and stuff, but they don't, the searches aren't the best. It doesn't always return great results. So I just put in a lot of brute work hours and I started in, uh, you can search through dates and I started around the end of 1983 and I just dug through patents, digging all the way up through like 1988. Uh, trying to find whatever I had wow. and putting in search terms like Kenner, names of vehicles, stuff like that. I'm pretty confident that I found them all. I 
actually know someone who's a patent lawyer. And I asked him, I said, why aren't all of the vehicles up there? And he said that uh, they wouldn't have needed to patent all of them. That I guess however patent law works is that they wouldn't have needed to patent the, every toy that they put out. Uh, so the ones I have are most likely all the ones that were done. And as you can see, if you look at them, it's all early, early vehicles. You don't see any of the stuff from the racing line or from split seconds or any of that stuff. Right. And I, so I don't think they exist. So Eric, what would you like to see on the big screen about mask, the movie happen? Wow. That's, that's such a loaded question. Uh, <laughs> a lot of people went with their, you know, whatever their childhood favorite thing is. You get a lot of people, I guess you call them purists. They get, um, they get real attached. You know, you saw it with the Transformers movies and with Spider-Man and these people who, if the, if the movie is not exactly the way the original cartoon or the comic or whatever was, they get really angry about that. Um, I'm not so much about that, uh, especially for something like Mask that, frankly, doesn't get a whole lot of new content and not a lot of notice. I would just be really excited to see anything happen. Uh, if I could pick, of course, I'd love to see Brad Turner riding in Condor. You know, bright green Kawasaki motorcycle running around with a rock star on it. Sounds pretty cool. Uh, I expected he would probably make the cut. He was definitely one of the more seen characters. And then the other thing I would like is uh, to hear the music. I think that the one of the things that gets forgotten a lot is how important and how how memorable the the little soundtrack sound bits that they play behind the scenes. You know, and that as a Kid, you knew that Venom was showing up because you heard that creepy little music and you knew that the mask team had just arrived because you heard that real punchy lead in and I think that the theme song and all of those uh, audio tracks are really important to creating the right mood and having the right feel from uh, of the original cartoon show we agree we we were a little bit more of a purist per se but we also did want to update it as well. We didn't want to be strictly stuck in the 80s, uh, although you, uh, we've said it a time and time again now on these mass casts that uh, we left a few vehicles as is, like the original Thunderhawk uh, is still in the mid-80s Camaro and so forth. But we've also updated a few, uh, for the most part, the most most of the vehicles, and it's very funny that you mentioned the green Kawasaki uh, for Condor because that is exactly what Jason and I had in mind to replace Condor in a modern sense. And I would be fine with that one being a modern one. I think that the essence is just that it's a motorcycle that turns into a helicopter. And I don't think that any kid in particular cares, you know, if it's the Kawasaki this model or the Suzuki that model. You want to see a bright green motorcycle turn into a helicopter. Yeah, I'll agree that we, you know, I think Wyatt is the one that kind of came up with that concept for Condor. And we've, like he said, you know, we've tried to stay true and and keep, you know, the personalities of the characters there. Obviously, Brad Turner is in it. We've we've got him, uh, we've got one scene where he's... uh, on stage at a concert and uh, Gloria and Alex visit him. I think we've actually released that one to the blog, that whole scene. Yes. Part of the script. So people can read about that. But uh, it was, yeah, I mean, it was, uh, it was fun trying to, you know, our, our main basis to, for the script was the cartoon. 
and that was our playing field, in other words, and, and to try to come up with a playbook now based on the cartoon and, and kind of in today's world was was uh, was a fun fun process, really. So, I've, what you've posted up there, I haven't had a chance to go through everything yet. Uh, it sounds very cool, though. Uh, I would love to see it happen. And we, you know, we said from the beginning as well, um, and many times on MassCast that if our kind of little plug here for our script kind of gets somebody else going to write a script and theirs gets picked up or whatever and it gets made, we're fine with that. We're, we're happy with, obviously we want to get ours made, but <laughs> we're happy that we're trying to uh, trying to bring, just bring it back and, uh, and to get it in front of these people in Hollywood that just need pimp slapped upside the head for not doing it yet, you know. A lot of the stuff that's coming out, though, gives some hope there there's been a lot of 80s uh revivals and stuff so it could be down the line something that they're working on they've got we've got a lot of remakes of cartoons we saw a new thundercats we've seen a new voltron um if it's not masked yet i i would like to think that these are at least good signs and good directions absolutely and uh you know if our script was picked up as a you know a pilot to a new cartoon you know we'd be happy with that as well um, might be a little bit cheaper to make than uh, than making what we have in mind, you know, which is the the hundred million dollar blockbuster, you know, live action type movie. But a new cartoon, we'd be happy with that as well. Yeah, I think I would like a new cartoon even more. It started as a cartoon, and uh, I, I like it all. I don't, I can't say that I would like one more. Yeah, there, it's hard. It's hard. Just more mask. I would love to see some new stuff. Couldn't agree more. Yes. Yes. Well, we want to thank Eric from boulderhill.net. That's boulder-hill.net for joining us tonight. I wanted to thank you guys for having me on the show. I had a blast, and uh, I hope some people who didn't know about boulderhill.net maybe can check it out and find something there for themselves. And if you guys ever want to have me back on, I would love to. For Jason, I'm Wyatt, and thanks for listening to... Mass cast.